Hello and welcome to With Culture. This is our third day at uh, Dubai International Film Festival. I'm Wal Hattan with Ms. Hin Mizaina. Hello. And today our special guest is Abdullah Al Shami, who is managing partner at Mad Solutions, and they have about 15 films showing at the uh, Dubai Film Festival. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> um, can you tell our audiences a little bit about um, Mad Solutions and the type of the films that you have? So, Mad Solutions is a marketing, PR, and distribution uh, company that's based in uh, Cairo and have headquarters in Abu Dhabi as well. And what we do is we try to uh, share our Arabic content, film, and entertainment industry from, uh, from the Arab world across other Arab uh, world countries and beyond. Brilliant. We'll talk about the films that you guys have had uh, at the film festival, uh, and a lot of them we had mentioned in our previews. But we could st- we'll start off with our usual, with Hind and I talking about the films that we've seen um, yesterday. And to start it off, as, as we had mentioned last episode, is I was going to watch, uh, like crazy, the Italian film that Hind did not like. And I'm glad I didn't listen to her because I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, for me, it was a it was like a, a, a beautiful slow descent into the madness that is um, mental mental health. So it was a it was a it was a rare look. It was a rare honest look at uh, um, at depression without it being melodramatic, but being dramatic enough. So I was definitely brought to tears, and it was something that affected me. And I thought about it, and and listen to me next time, not to end. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've been thinking about this since we last talked about it, and I and I just did not feel emotionally engaged with the two characters as much as they did a really good job acting-wise, and um, I was intrigued by the story, but I, I wasn't emotionally engaged with them, and that's why I left feeling dissatisfied with the film. I mean, that's fair. That's why different critics have different mm-hmm. looks at different films. And anyway, we also watched two films together as well yesterday, So, and I think even those, some of, some of the thoughts that we have don't necessarily coin, coincide with each other. But you've watched After the Storm, the Japanese film by... Hirokazu Kurida. Well, you say the name. Hirokazu Kurida. And how is it? So speaking of emotionally engaged with characters, like this one is totally spot on. And uh, this filmmaker, just all his films, all his characters, most of them are, they're all like family drama related and you're invited into his world and engaged with this family and the setting. And yeah, this one is about the relationship between this father um, who's no longer... Was a separate, you know, a, a son and a father, but like... He, He's separated from the wife and trying to find time to spend with him. And there's a grandmother in the story, and she's, like, a great character. And it's, it's I mean, I don't want to go into too much about the story because it will be nice to go in without knowing, uh, you know, what will happen. But it's this relationship about this family. It's bittersweet. It's melancholic. Uh, and there's just something really striking about uh, Koreeda's style of uh, filming where there's, like, really beautiful characters, and you totally engage with them. And there's just a lot of feelings, and not many filmmakers, I think, do that where you just fe- really feel, um, you know, this just really a human film, if that makes any sense. So that's kind of how I felt about it. It's just one of my favorites so far. That's very good. And again, like we said, unfortunately, this film only showed once. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it yesterday, you're, you, you've you missed out. Tough luck. Um, the other two films we saw was the Chinese I'm Not, Ma- I'm Not Madame Bovary and the British Lady Macbeth. Um, I'm Not Madame Bovary, again, with the emotions aspect, you walk out of the film feeling bothered and I think that is I think that that's definitely part of the, the director's intention um, and, and you you didn't really kind of go for that film as much correct I don't know I mean I'm st- so this is a Chinese film uh, directed by Fang 
Jiao Gang. I have no idea if I pronounced that wrongly or correctly, so I apologize. Uh, so he's described as like the Spielberg of uh, Chinese uh, cinema. And uh, so aesthetically, there's something very uh, different about this film, just because a lot of the framing is circular. And so it has this kind of, like, uh, what do you call it? You know, um, portraits. like portraits, but it also expands into wide and into square. So the formats change as you're watching it. And it looks beautiful. There's very rich colors. And so especially the circular framing, some of them look like paintings. So it's beautiful to look at. But I, I don't know. I left not not sure how I feel about this film. Uh, I found it somewhat problematic. There were certain scenes and lines, uh, especially like kind of what we see as a rape scene. But it was um, turned into, you know, when the woman goes like, you know, she falls in love with him, and so that was troubling to watch on this, you know, on um, on the screen. And I'm just wondering what the director's motive is, because the, the whole, the entire uh, film is about this woman fighting the uh, authorities, and it starts off with this divorce case that she's trying to like uh, reverse because mm-hmm. like it was meant to be a fake divorce for between for pers- for uh, for ulterior motives but then it starts going where she's uh, fighting the uh, the mayor the chief justice the lawyer and it just goes into these all these layers of authority and bureaucracy within the government so i went in thinking this is a woman standing for her right and fighting the system but then i'm thinking wait her motives uh what were they and is she the selfish person and she's kind of making things miserable for herself yeah but that's the point i mean uh, when i walked out I, th- I thought that her whole her whole life existed about about just being in, in, in english in arabic called nikde mm. <laughs> i don't know, I, I don't know what, the, what the actual translation in, in english <laughs> but she's just miserable and kind of grumpy and the, and 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 she she gets herself into her own problems, mm-hmm. and like, I guess that's that was the whole. Her character never actually did anything; it was always reactive. Mm-hmm. And just just to note, the the rape scene that Hind has mentioned wasn't it wasn't on camera. It was something that you saw, and it wasn't a violent one. It was more of a no means yes kind of thing, and which is just a bit odd. And actually, connecting we connect with that. The same more or less happened in the next film, Lady Macbeth, where we do have the no means yes. Um, scene, but we don't want to give too much of, of the mm-hmm. plot. Uh, but on the other hand, that character, although she was also kind of living in her and in, in the misery that she she created, um, but she was a lot. She was definitely pro proactive rather than reactive. Okay, so you're talking about Lady Macbeth, uh, directed by William. Oldroyd. And yeah, this, I mean, she's a different character. Well, I mean, first of all, like, so it's not your average period drama film because it's set in the late 1800s. Um, and um, with this one, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't read too much about it, but it's super dark, really twisted. And yeah, so she's in control of her fate, but in like in a really evil way. And it just gets darker and darker. Um, and it's very, yeah, like she's... Emptier, mi- actually. Emptier and emptier. But the dark isn't like a like a horror movie type dark. It's just kind of this cold, yeah, lifeless yeah, yeah. aspect. Exactly. Because, I mean, especially like there were these interesting contrasts. Like the interior shots were very minimal. Like, you know, she's living in this big house. And, and then the outside where the greenery and the ocean. And so there was the nature, the outside, inside. And is she this wild woman? Because there's something wild about her. And we don't know too much about the backstory for her to be like this is it the circumstances that she was put in because of this marriage out of convenience and her boredom that led her into becoming this twisted person uh, so I mean I think it was a great film uh, totally was not what I was expecting and uh, but yeah a very different character where she's kind of making like her life is it's not a good life but 
she's the one, like she seems to be in control of it and is she enjoying that or is she gonna regret mm. it later on it was definitely like you said it's a period piece like no other it's a mm. it's a new way of looking at the old board bbc style of, of filmmaking and they did produce it so it's great that they're also growing with their with their audiences and uh, now we're looking back at abdullah and he's kind of has that look as in how are we going to terrorize his movies when when, when that comes to it <laughs> so um, i'm going to hand it over to him and he's going to mention some of the films that that they've brought in but one of them that i'm that i'm watching tonight and that hint saw before with is weathered green Withered, sorry withered green and uh, i have high hopes for it um, as well as uh, not to, uh, as well as foreign body um, and I'm a big fan of Yam Abbas's work. Um, so, Abdullah, let us know. Hello again. Uh, so for Format Solutions, we have around 15 films in uh, participating at DIFF. From the uh, Mohar feature competition, we have Ali the Goat and Ibrahim. So it's Ibrahim, uh, Ibrahim Ali, Ibrahim Ali Meza. Uh, sorry, Ali Ibrahim Meza. Ibrahim Ali Meza, I think. And then Nhabak uh, Hadi. I think it's Ali Ibrahim, Ali Ali Meza Ibrahim. Ali Meza Ibrahim, yes, exactly. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's just too confusing to read between Arabic and English. So, yeah, and uh, we have in Habak Hadi, which uh, one of the highlights of the film is that the actor won, um, is, is that the actor won uh, the Silver Bear uh, for Best Actor in uh, Berlinale. We also have um, for Foreign Body, as you just mentioned. I'm also looking forward to seeing the audience uh, feedback, including yours, on what you think of the film. Hayam Abbas is a stellar actor in, in this film specifically, and Withered Green, that so far in its uh, festival around has been a critically acclaimed film by a lot of the film critics attending. So even uh, yesterday, we had a very positive review from uh, Variety's Jay Weisberg, so we're very happy with this performance. We just look forward to hearing your opinion on it. You also have a lot of short films this year, um, and 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 what I've seen from the trailer is they're really also up there in the production level and value that you have for the features. Um, is is this something new that you guys have been investing in, or, or how did that develop? Uh, we, we have been investing on this on a creative uh, level. So, for example, with the parrot, uh, it's done with the Robert Bush Stiftung Foundation, which happens to be one of our constant collaborators and uh, clients under Matt Solutions and the Arab Cinema Center, but also it features an A-list celebrity such as Hint Sabri. So there's also this um, a new culture of celebrities wanting to take part and support up-and-coming filmmakers, uh, including, uh, for example, Hind. You have Yasmin Raiz, who's also having another film here with a, a short film as well. So it's really changing. Aside from that, we not only focusing on Egyptian cinema, it's also Submarine from Lebanon, Five Boys and a Wheel from uh, Palestine and Daini as well. Five Boys in a Wheel, is that the one with, uh, with Ali Sleiman, right? Yeah, it's with Ali Sleiman and Nadira Umran and directed by Saeed Zaga. So it's, it's, it's interesting. I think it's, they're, they're actually showing tonight at 21.45. Yeah, I think that's either um, uh, Muhur Shorts 1 or Muhur Shorts 3 because I remember I highlighted those yeah. as well as, as some of the things to, to watch. So from, from the Arabic films, that you've, you, the features that you've mentioned, um, they're going to show at the film festival, but what is their future afterwards? What, is, what, is, what are you guys as Mad Solutions doing to get us uh, a chance to, to view these in the cinema or otherwise? Uh, 
all of the films that we're working on are either distribution or marketing, but most of the features that I just mentioned are going to be distributed by Matt Solutions. So we're definitely eyeing a theatrical release, a non-theatrical release, and depending on the movie and its uh, audience, let's say, acceptance of it during its festival run so far, we would decide on uh, its number of screens around the Arab world. As for every single film, we try to make it as a pan-Arab distribution because we don't want to limit it to a ge geographical location based on country of origin. And we're trying to, with every film that we present, we're trying to create a, an audience database that is hungry for a lot of Arabic content, which they always complain that it's not there, and we're trying to prove this myth. No, I mean, that's, that's definitely something that we should look, look up to, look, look forward to. But, but one more thing that Hind and I have always did mentioned and, and, and wrote about is that if we get the film, we, nobody is aware when the film is actually out or in terms of marketing aspect, but then also it's on the cinema for like a few days and boom, you miss that week, you have a cold, it's gone, we can't, you, can't, you can't get the film again and then it's never on TV and it's never really anywhere else. Uh, I wouldn't say it's never on TV, but the, 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 the problem with the theatrical release is that it's an educational process between the expectations that the filmmaker has and the uh, exhibitor. So I'm not going to name cinemas or exhibitors, or, but you can't treat an Arabic film uh, as a blockbuster from Marvel Studios. So there has to be a set limit of expectations. I'm not asking an exhibitor to put, that, put out the film in a 300-seater uh, uh, screen. Put it in a 170 or even an 80 screen and let it run for two weeks rather than burning it. Yes. And it's, it's a slowly but surely working process that is successful with some films but not others. So is it the cinemas then that decide or make it um, uh, or limit it or restrict your kind of ambitions to have these films screening to a wider audience because they they want numbers and they're kind of because I don't know what the line what is the um, measure of success you know and and like you said they shouldn't evaluate uh, a profit of a small independent Arab film or even a non-Arab film independent film compared to a big Hollywood blockbuster and so is it is it is it mainly in the hands of the cinemas it's not only the cinemas, they're not the only culprits, but also the audiences. There is a little bit of discrepancy as well from audiences when they say, we don't have a lot of Arabic content. And then the minute it's out there, and even though you do like two months of PR and marketing for it, if they don't show up, then I, I'm going to put myself in the exhibitor's shoe and say, I don't think at this period of time, because I'm having a lot of other big movies coming in, I can't sacrifice my screen uh, number. Even though we have a lot of screens per capita in, uh, in, in the UAE, we still have a lot of hunger to devour content. So it will soon change, maybe with the addition of more independent theaters, not necessarily chains, because even chains are reaching to their uh, maximum capacity of operation as well. All right, so I guess it's just an ongoing process, education, spreading the word, and just, like, trying our best and, uh, and, and awareness. Yeah, yeah and, and definitely, I guess, if, if you do start marketing it as a, sh as, a, as a kind of art house or an independent rather than a, a larger Arabic blockbuster-type mainstream one, then the audience wouldn't walk in thinking, oh, this is about two people crying all the time, not, you know. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that would help people not... It's too bleak. Yeah, yeah basically. All right, great. Um, thank you for, for joining us. And uh, we will watch the films today and get back to you guys tomorrow. Goodbye.